0: Welcome back to the Austin T Show. I'm T. And I'm Aust. And today we're going to talk about the NBA All Star Weekend, uh, the Duck Contest, the Three Point and the Skills Challenge, uh, pick our winners. And then we're going to move into uh, the NFL uh, free agency uh, where we think these uh, players are going to end up. And so, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, let's start with the the dunk contest. The participants are Trey
1: um, Trey Murphy from the Pelicans, Keon Johnson from the Rockets, Jericho Sims from the Knicks, and Matt McClung, who's from the G League. And we're just gonna get right into it and say who we like and um, exactly why we like them. For me, I am gonna go with Matt McClung just because of his overall like mixtape when it comes to dunks. He's been on overtime for fucking the past five years for all of his crazy dunks during dunk contests. And I think he has the bunnies to bring a, a crazy athletic type play to win it all. I think he'll do enough to get to the finals and uh, then he'll bring something really creative out and put on a show.
0: For Mac the McClung single-handedly put white boys on the map for bounce. Uh, he, <laughs> he, uh, I remember his, uh, his mixtapes popping off in high school. Like uh, dude, that dude could fly. Like the East Bays and then the the reverse jams that dude would throw down. Yeah, uh, I think Kenyon Martin Junior is going to win the the dunk contest. In my opinion, that man is just too. Not only is he big and like just a, a pure athlete, but that dude can fly as well. Um, so that's why I'm going to go Kenyon Martin Junior. Although I do like the Mac McClung pick. I don't I don't see the other guys. Jericho Sims and Trey Murphy doing anything really exciting.
1: Yeah, I think Jericho Sims has the athletic ability to put on a show just because he's a big center that is known for his athleticism. But to just give a quick rant, I am kind of sick and tired of the NBA not having really good players compete in the dunk contest. We got guys like John Morant and Zion Williamson and young talent, even like a guy like Jason Tatum or just players that have crazy athleticism that we'd love to see compete in an awesome dunk contest and everyone's too chicken to compete in the dunk contest and show everyone what they got so the last good one we had was levine versus gordon since then it's just been a fucking shithole yeah
0: i think adam silver needs to get with uh get with um the nba players and figure out a way to to get them involved i mean i'm sorry but i'm not gonna watch i'd like who is Trey Murphy? I didn't know about this person until now. I don't I don't know Jericho Sims either. The only reason I know Kenyon Martin Jr. is because he's Kenyon Martin's son. And the only reason I know Mac McClung is because in high school, his overtime mixtape was phenomenal. So, I mean, the NBA, I totally agree, needs to figure it out. Um, we need to get more eyes on the dunk contest and the NBA in general. If you, like, if you have... John Morant or any of these explosive young guys that are like stars and get people to watch the games usually I mean if you had them in the dunk contest your ratings would would be incredible so I think they uh they definitely need to figure out a uh, solution to the problem
1: yeah I feel like when it comes to this dunk contest even if it even if it goes very well. People are gonna rely on like highlights, of, on like House of Highlights and ESPN and Sports Center and pages like that to um, bring up how good this dunk contest was. No one's gonna be watching it live, which is sad to think about, but that's that's the problem when you don't have big names in the dunk contest. So even if it is a good dunk contest and it's a great
0: showing, uh, it doesn't really matter. Absolutely, and this, this isn't a new issue. Like, can you remind me, like name a dunk contest you remember Outside of Vince Carter, 2001, Jason Richardson, I don't remember what year that was, maybe 2003, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine in 20- 20... The the rematches, yeah. the, the few years they did yeah. it. Yeah, and then... Uh, Jordan. Jordan's free throw line. Like, outside of those four, you can't tell me when anybody was like, who was in the dunk contests, right? And then maybe like... uh uh, Nate Robinson's duck contest when he was beating Dwight Howard and all that,
1: and then there's like Blake Griffin who jumped over a car. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, but yeah, that one was pretty cool. Yeah, so. I I think it needs to be more. They need to emphasize. I think what me and Chad are getting at. They need to emphasize youth more because guys like LeBron James are too old. They're not going to get got like all the ones that we grew up as childhood hopefuls that like like LeBron's and. Those type of players, those type of athletes, we're not going to get those. We have to accept the fact that after a player gets to a certain age, they're not going to be interested. So we need to get them early in their career and convince them either with money
0: or something to do the dunk contest so people are entertained, you know? Absolutely. There's a middle ground too. I I think we don't need to – I mean, LeBron's never going to be in the dunk contest. We've we've come to accept that as well. But if you get some guys that are, like, in the middle of the pack that still, like – people know very well like their their names are well known like if you get those guys even if you get those guys those guys will draw a crowd not i'm sorry but not to like throw shade at any of these guys but mac McClung's in the g league dude like uh, yeah yeah they just they they need to figure out that situation
1: all right let's get into the three-point contest so the participants are going to be damian lillard jason tatum uh kevin herter tyler hero um, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Julius Randle, and Laurie Marketin is I'm gonna start it off. I am going to Rock with I think this is gonna be a sneaky pick and I'm gonna get a lot of hate if it doesn't work out But I think I'm gonna go Kevin Herter I think his three-point shooting is very underrated and I feel like that type of style of spot-up shooter is really gonna really going to favor him, and I know he's in the 40% when it comes to three. He was early in the season. I don't know where he's at now, but earlier in the season, he was shooting lights out, and uh, I think another great pick would be, like, a Buddy Heald. So I think Buddy Heald or Kevin Herder, I think, are my two favorites.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not going to go with the Kevin Herder, uh, although his, his stats don't lie. Yeah, he is shooting uh, north of 38%. Um, but... I'm gonna go with Buddy Hield. Uh, I think that's a that's a great pick. Um, you know, like obviously a lot of people are gonna go with like the the big names um, like Damian Lillard and Jason Tatum, but those guys they're not spot up shooters. Like Damian Lillard's one of the one of the best shooters of this generation, but that's not his game. He's not a spot up shooter. Uh, he likes to create his shot um, with uh, with screens and um, dribble moves and Jason Tatum is is a streaky guy so I could I think that's a dark horse pick as well he's not much of a spot-up shooter he's uh, also a create your own shot guy but he's streaky so if he hits if he hits like the first four or maybe hits like seven seven you know out of the first 10 I think um I think he's a dark horse as well but I'm gonna go buddy healed I just think uh, he's a spot up guy, and that's I think he, he's one of his before. game. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's his game too. Um, so yeah, no disrespect to any of the other guys like Lori Markkinen or Julius Randall. Julius Randall, I don't know what you're doing, man. Ant, I'm going to be honest. Anthony Simons dropped out. So yeah, they... sorry, Randall, you're not winning this one, man. And if he ends up firing back and winning, then we'll if take he the wins, yeah. I will I will make an apology on the next podcast. <laughs> I guarantee it.
1: Uh, the only thing I will say for Damian Lillardy, has competed in years past, so he might have that experience that a lot of these other guys have. I don't think he's going to be the winner, but if you looked at the odds, he's probably the favorite. So, But anyways, let's get into the skills challenge. So we have Team Antetokounmpo, all the ya- all the Antetokounmpo bros. We got Team Jazz and Team Rookies. And me and Triton both agree on this one, so I'm just going to let Triton talk about why we like this group
0: yeah, so we went team Jazz with uh, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Colin Sexton, and Walker Kessler. We went with team Jazz. I mean, this is a this is a guard competition, and those are those are two solid guards in the NBA. I mean, team rookies has Paolo Bancaro, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith, but um, yeah, I just don't see them putting up much of a fight. I mean, and the Anta Takumbo brothers. That'd be a feel-good. That'd, yeah, that, feel that'd be a feel-good. Cool. That'd be a cool feel-good. That'd be cool, but Giannis is the only one, really, that anyone knows. That plays. To be fair. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, we're going with the guard team of Team Jazz. That And that, that competition really is... Um, I don't know. I really don't know how to describe it. It's not really the... Mid, mid, mid. Yeah, it's not really great. Trash, <laughs> dog water. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's not really worth talking about, to be fair. But, like, you know... We picked everything else. So we let's, might as well. let's be real. every All those competitions other than the three-point contests are all fucking dog water. And, and depending on how the shooting goes, the three-point contest could also be terrible to watch.
1: Yeah, and I'm just going to be real. I know most of our fans probably aren't going to be watching this, but it was something to talk NBA because now that we're in the break, there's not really anything going on. So we just thought we'd make it a little bit more for fun NBA before we really get into it in that second half of the season.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, let's talk NFL now. Let's get on to the
0: the shit people care about.
1: Uh, free agency,
0: it's free coming agency, up. Yeah,
1: we got some big name um, players written down right here, who and we're who gonna start with man. Who do we want to start with? Uh, let's let's just start. Let's start at the beginning. Let's go, Jesse Bates, okay. um, safety for the Bengals. Safety for the Bengals. Okay. We think that he's going to be returning back to the Bengals. Uh, we just think that. With the Bengals cap space as well as just the overall need for a safety, and he's a he's a Cincinnati guy. I just don't he's been there his whole career. I just don't see Jesse Bates leaving. So yeah. I think
0: we're both in very Yeah, I I agree with you. I think Jesse Bates is gonna take a, a hometown deal. Um, even though he's worth a lot more, I think you know, the Bengals are a very exciting team to be following right now. And I think if you're you're a player, I think not only Having the continued success from last year But The the talk around the team right now Is oh okay They weren't just A facade last year They also You know Made a run in the playoffs this year as well So I think A lot of those players are Are just Excited to have a window And are probably going to take Team friendly deals In order to uh, In order to Keep that window open As far as Uh trying to get a championship yeah i i completely agree triton and let's let's move on let's get on
1: to a very big name who recently got um dropped by his team he <laughs> refused to get traded that's why nfl teams should not be doing no trade
0: clauses in my yeah, opinion but got a, i mean low-key got a little petty there at the end yeah and i what? can i can respect their car for yeah i mean i don't want to go off on a tangent here but can we can we talk a little bit like because we've talked about this off off uh, podcast before how do you feel about the what the Raiders did to Derek Carr I think if they knew
1: they were going to move on from him they should have been as nice as possible and they were as mean as possible you can't you can't know you're going to move on from a guy with a few weeks left in the season and then be like, "Yeah, we're gonna put Jared Stidham in." Like, come on, yeah. you're not gonna, you're not gonna win any brownie points. Not only does he not have a no trade clause, you put that dumb shit in your contract, Raiders. But now you're screwed. Now you, now you're getting nothing for Derek Carr. Exactly. And all yeah. you got,
0: you got to save some money, which is awesome. But other than that, you got nothing. Right. Yeah. Like. And 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 yeah. I think if you if you treated him with more respect, right. You have an opportunity to trade him and because you have some capital, maybe not as much as as other teams, but you have some capital, if you trade him, you probably have a way better shot at players like Aaron Rodgers and retaining Josh Jacobs. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just thought that was super disrespectful, especially for someone who's given so much to the organization and been through three head coaches, four head coaches yeah, I, I, it just felt, it felt fucked up. I'm gonna be honest. It felt very fucked up to do that to a guy who's given so much to the community. And we get and that team. it's a business. We get, yeah, yeah, it's a business. But I mean, uh, first, and you months, know, but. also is a business.
1: Uh, being able to like sweet talk and hope that even when you're ready to move on from a player, you guys can work something out. Right. but Any, it's also it's yeah.
0: also a business. Like if you if you treat a player with respect and let him finish the season. All the other players in the league noticed that, and so when they come through your building, if they come through your building, they're gonna have respect for that. They're not like no one respects this move that the that the Raiders did with Derek Carr. Like everyone was like, "What the hell?" Like he and he just left the building because they were like, we're, "We don't want you on the team, and we're gonna get rid of you." That was just a weird weird situation. But where do you see him going? Um, I think he had he already had a
1: meeting with this team. I think the Saints are by far the favorite to get Derek Carr. I know that they've been having some struggles with um finding that next quarterback and I just think the Saints are the front runners. I know the two teams that are probably most interested in Derek Carr, the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the two worst teams when it comes to yeah, cap space. The two worst teams, 32 and 31. But I think that Derek Carr fits the Saints as well as they're looking for a quarterback. They want to move on from Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. So I personally see him heading to the Saints just because they haven't found that guy since Drew's left.
0: Yeah, you see, like, I I was thinking maybe Falcons because that's also an NFC South team. And that seems to be the, the one division that's really... Uh, Looking for Derek Carr Lacking quarterbacks I mean, and Falcons You know, they have Desmond Ritter, sure But they want a guy You can also have Derek Carr for like two, three years Let Desmond Ritter sit behind a consummate professional You know, and and there's some benefit in that And they have And they're the third best team in the league As far as cap space goes uh, With $56 million But uh, yeah, I I think you swung me I think think the Saints are gonna I think the Saints are gonna get him as well um, Even though they're ridiculously under the in the negative as far as cap space goes.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's let's head on to Jordan Poyer, safety for the Bills. This one's a very curious one because he is on the back end of his career, but he's still considered one of the elite safeties, in my opinion, and he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Uh, the the teams I thought um, would be most interested in Jordan Poyer are the Patriots. I think the Bills are going to be really interested. I just don't think they're going to have the money to to keep them. And the only way Jordan Poyer stays on the Bills is if, uh, is if he takes a friendly deal, you know? And yeah. I think that he's very underappreciated, and I think he will fit in very well. A sneaky pick for me is the Lions. I know the Lions were so close to making the playoffs last year, and I think the Lions um with the money they have could be in the running to get a, a, a ultimate leader like a Jordan Poirier to get him into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good pick. you went you went pats and bills right?
1: I I, yeah, I think Patriots bills or even the Lions those are probably the
0: Yeah I'm not sure about the Lions, although I like that as like a dark horse pick as you were saying they do need they do need safety help and they got the money. Well, they do have the money um I I can't see him wearing any other jersey. And the Bills, I mean, but if I had to go with another team, I mean, the Jets do need a safety as far as cap space goes. They're not not terrible. That's my only concern when it comes to the Bills. I know he wants to go back to Buffalo, but he's only going to take so friendly of a deal. He's not going to play for a veteran minimum. I mean, yeah, just for reference, I mean, he is 31 years old. He's definitely on the back end of his career. I bet he wants one last big, nice. contract. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's Before gonna he want. Yeah, he's to gonna want career. one more good,
1: nice contract. Shout out to Jordan Poyer. Um, he's from Oregon. Oregon Oregonian. Boy. Let's go,
0: Dallas, Oregon. Went e- to Oregon State. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of ass, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Still show love for Jordan Poyer, though. Yeah, I think. Um, I think the Pats is a really good pick. Honestly, yeah. I think um, fits the fits the culture. I mean, he does. He does have a Belichick feel, doesn't he? Like this dude. This dude had a, a lung issue, so An he elbow couldn't. Too? Yeah, like, so he couldn't fly on the team plane. So he drove like twelve hours to the game. That's dog. the that's the grittiest shit I've ever heard. As well as he had like a literal like grapefruit on his elbow, and he was just playing through it. Like that's fucking dog. That's Tom. so that's so sick. Like if that. If you don't want a guy like that on your team, what the fuck are you doing? So yeah. I think I, that yeah, that's a that's a Belichick guy for sure. I, I like that pick. I I agree. I think Pats or Bills. I'm not sure about the Lions. I'm gonna like for my sneaky pick. I'd go I'd go Jets. Okay, that's fair. But but yeah. Uh, on to another another uh, defensive player uh, cornerback C J Gardner Johnson um, from Philly had, had a great season. Tied for uh, tied for interceptions. Uh, most interceptions this year with uh, none other than the greatest safety uh, in the NFL right now, uh, Minkah Fitzpatrick. But where do you see him going,
1: Austin? Um, I do not think he will be back in Philly next year. Um, Philly has to pay Jalen Hurts, and they also got a lot of other guys on the defensive end like Javon Har- um, Hargraves, as well as and they're 20th in cap space right now, and they still haven't paid their quarterback. So I don't think that they're in a great spot in my opinion when it comes to that um i think he will be heading to either baltimore or the the raiders both teams were really lackluster in their secondary coverage i know that the raiders ranked close to the bottom when it came to passing defense i think they were 29th and the the ravens were 23rd so they're both bottom half defensive teams they both have some money to spend i think Gardner-Johnson fits both cultures pretty well. I think he'll either be a Raider or a Raven by this time next year.
0: Uh, raider or Raven? Uh, yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles is a really interesting story, huh? Like, they just made it to the Super Bowl. Almost won it. Fell short. And now they have so many free agents. They lost their OC and their DC. So they are they are... They're in a kind of a shitty spot. I'm gonna be honest. They they have one more year. They can they can wait one more year to pay Jalen Hurts, and I'm sure he would he'd be fine with that. Because you know, I mean, even if he has half the year he just had, I mean they're gonna pay him. But uh, I see I see C J Gardner Johnson going somewhere like somewhere like the Ravens um, or call me crazy. Cowboys. Cowboys, that's a good pick. I think the Cowboys is a good I pick, like yeah. the Ravens cuz they're in a better they're in a better salary cap position than the Cowboys. Top 10. Um but yeah. 26 million to spend, but uh I don't know. Cowboys so, are looking for another corner. I mean, they're still America's team unfortunately. And so, you know, a lot of dudes grow up wanting to play for the Cowboys. I don't know if that's the case, but uh, I see him going uh, Ravens or Cowboys. I think those are two solid options.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's get into the leading rusher of the NFL. And that is Josh Jacobs. And we're going to discuss why we think he probably will end up still being a Raider. Um, This is our deciding factor. If the Raiders get Aaron Rodgers, we think Josh Jacobs is probably on his way out. And I think... Dallas is a great fit for him, in my opinion. But I don't think the Raiders are gonna have enough to compete with the Jets when it comes to getting Aaron Rodgers. And I think uh, Josh Jacobs will end up being a Raider next year, and they're going to
0: pay him. Absolutely. Like as we as we uh, mentioned earlier, the the Raiders are in such a such an interesting spot. They have a lot of cap space, but with Derek Carr. And his no trade clause, they were able to drop forty million. Which yeah, great. they didn't get enough. They don't. I don't think they have enough assets to get Aaron Rodgers, pay him a bunch of money, and keep Josh Jacobs. So that's really the, really the the question mark for the Raiders. Um, but I do I do see him staying because I don't I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to Las Vegas. Even though his his uh, his buddy Devonte Adams is there, I see Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. But if I did have to just hypothetical say Josh Jacobs was going anywhere, other, I, other than the Raiders, right, right. I do like the Cowboy pick. I think that's a really underrated pick. Um, maybe a Miami. That's a great pick. As maybe well. a Miami, yeah. as you mentioned, um, off off podcast. But that's a that's a good pick. I mean, even but but it was kind of shocking to hear the hear the. Dolphins, though, because, you know, you think about their backfield, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., and you still have one of the bottom-tier rushing teams. Man, that feels like an offensive line issue. But, uh, I mean, Josh Jacobs did lead the NFL in rushing, and he is a dog. So I think Miami could could go out and get him. Word. All right. What about Jacoby Myers,
1: Patriots wide receiver? I know the Patriots have quite a bit of money to spend. I just don't. I think the Patriots are going to be. I don't know how interested the Patriots are going to be in Jacoby Myers. In my opinion, I think a good fit for Jacoby Myers is either the New York Giants or the Falcons. They're both missing that second option, which um, a lot of teams are looking for. And the Giants, the Giants, I think are going to end up dropping that Kenny Galladay deal, which was a. Awful deal. They're gonna probably do. They're probably gonna find a buyout agreement because Kenny Galladay was one of the biggest busts. Kenny Galladay deal. has been
0: robbing the New York Giants of money for yeah. for some time now. But do you think? I mean, from what I've seen from Jacoby Myers, he is so inconsistent. I what mean, do you like? Do you think he's worth any money? Oh, he is worth.
1: I for that second type wide receiver. I don't know what his receiving was this year, but. He is definitely worth. He's probably on the higher end of free agent wide receivers, and there always there there's always a good asking price for him. He had he had an 800
0: yard um, yeah, season. That's, I mean, that's not. It doesn't feel like it though. That's that's not a bad season at all by he, any means. But like it he is feel very like inconsistent. Very but I would say that
1: a lot of teams are looking for that second or third option to be able to have a
0: 60 plus reception season and over 800 yards receiving. So basically, you think. Someone's gonna stretch and overpay for. Him. Yes. yes. Like
1: okay. I think it'll be a lot not not like a type of deal like a Christian Kirk got because Christian Kirk has a way
0: higher ceiling than him. Right. But I think a team will stretch on him. In yeah, you mentioned the Falcons. I think that's a great because hey, listen, let's be honest. If The Falcons made good decisions. They wouldn't be the Falcons. Word. Um. So I, I could see them. I could see them stretching and making a decision. And it's all like about getting one. a
1: bag for him because he was an undrafted free agent. So he's making. He's going to
0: whoever's room. sending him the most money. Okay. Yeah, I like that pick. I like the Falcons. Another team that's got a lot of cap space that I that needs wide receiver. I mean, Giants is a really good one, but I mean, watch out for the Ravens. Yeah, watching the Ravens them... are awful. They pick. They
1: not only do they get awful receivers, but they probably will pay an awful receiver and get Lamar no help
0: because that's exactly. what they do. Wa- like watching them play this year. Even with Lamar, like he had nobody to throw to, other than Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was the offense. If Mark Andrews had another like weapon with, he would be so good because he wouldn't be getting every
1: fucking target. Yeah, he wouldn't be the everyone. That's like stop Mark Andrews. The passing game's done. That's that's what that that's that's what right. defense. You have do to now.
0: if you're playing the Baltimore Ravens. All you have to do is contain the rushing game with. Lamar Jackson, which is a hard enough feat as it is. And then in coverage, all you have to do is double team Mark
1: Andrews. Sorry, no hate to all the other receivers, but when you have, uh, when they sign a guy like Deshaun Jackson, who's like 37 years old, and he ends up being one of your best receivers on that team, that just shows you how lackluster your talent
0: (laughs) is. That's not a lot of
1: depth at receiver for Baltimore. All right, now we're going to get into one of our viewers' favorite teams, Mr. Adam Plants, the Seattle Seahawks. They have, um, Geno Smith is due for a contract and me and Triton believe that they should pay Geno and they should bring him back for on a, I, I understand the worries. You can't, I would not overpay for Geno, but if he's asking for a reasonable contract, like a middle of the pack type quarterback contract, I feel like you got to pay Geno Smith. You got to pay. If he wants a middle of the path type contract for QBs, you got to pay Geno Smith. You you can't bring him back after that great of a season. You can't not bring him back after that great of a season.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with you. I I don't think we're going to talk about Geno Smith for very long because I mean, Seattle's got their guy. That's what it felt like watching it this season. Even though they had a they had a surprisingly good season for uh, as far as like as far as like the projections preseason. Um, But yeah, I mean, Geno Smith's the guy. Like he's he was top ten in in passing this year uh behind names like Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. So, I mean, I mean he he beat Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Hurts in passing. In passing this year. So, I mean, you got to you got to sign this guy back. I don't see him going anywhere else. I wouldn't mind if I know the Seahawks have a really high pick. I wouldn't mind if the Seahawks
1: um if they th- thought they saw their quarterback for the future, I I don't mind a pick like um, I don't mind a pick at quarterback, but right now you gotta sign Geno back. It's it's the only option in my opinion for yeah. the Seahawks. I agree.
0: Uh, now we're going to Tony Pollard, which is one of the more exciting free agents uh, this off season. Uh, utilized in Dallas, Morris like a an elusive... A weapon, pretty much. Elusive, like, a, like catching, yeah. re, uh, receiving it, and uh, uh, first to to third down back. I mean, and then they would put in, in Zeke. But Zeke's probably out there as well. So I, I don't see... I could see Tony Pollard staying with the Cowboys just because they're probably going to let go of Zeke. Um, and because Tony Pollard has more, much more potential as a... As a uh, Receiving option as well, so I mean, but if he did have to go, I'm not sure. What do you think? Where do you think he would go? Um, yeah. My only concern for Pollard is
1: he did um, break his ankle in that game against the um, yeah. the Niners. So he's it that. is coming off an injury. He was, I think he was set to make a bag, and I still think he'll get a great contract. But I no, think but it'll his, be a little less. His, his values yeah. obviously uh, declined uh, yeah. after that. Of course. I think if the if the Cowboys can't get either a running back in the draft or someone they really like um, in free agency. I think they'll end up signing Pollard back, but I think a favorite for uh, me is, personally, just because of the money uh, money aspect of it, is the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to be looking to move on from Cordell Patterson, in my opinion, because he had a solid year this year, but I just think that with that run team that Atlanta um, Atlanta had this past season and that offensive line, if they get like a running back like a Tony Pollard, uh, that'll put a lot of pressure off of Desmond Ritter, who they're probably gonna end up starting week one. So I feel like overall, it would be um, like a great fit for Tony Pollard.
0: Right. Um, As far as, I mean, I'm just looking at the team needs here. One, One team that jumps off the screen that if Tony Pollard went to, would be so exciting to watch. Imagine Tony Pollard in Buffalo.
1: Yeah, they don't have the money. I don't think they, they, don't have, have, the them, they either, don't have the money. They don't have the
0: money. But but just imagine like that. That they're would be way down awesome. there. Awesome. That would be awesome. They don't have the cap space, so it's it. I don't. It's a I don't dream. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's not possible, probably. But that would just be amazing. Another team that we've already mentioned with um, Josh Jacobs. But if they don't want to reach and spend a lot of money on a. A uh, rusher like that, Miami could re- go and get him too. Yeah they, they also do, of, yeah, they have a lot. Yeah, they have of money. They do have. They have money, and he's way cheaper than Josh Jacobs, especially yeah. coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't it. It would have been a big gap regardless, but coming off an injury, that gap is going to be even bigger. And as far as on um, uh, yearly money, yeah. And the last guy we're going to talk about is Miles Sanders, the
1: running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, in my opinion, kind of showed that they don't really need Miles Sanders in the playoffs. He was there, but they didn't use him like a true number one running back. They are using a lot of Boston Scott as well as um, Gainwell. Gainwell balled out. I think that um, I think Miles Sanders is on his way out of a uh, Philly, but I do think that he overall will get a nice contract he showed this year that he can be that guy if you look at his stats he had a hell of a season i just feel like the eagles showed in the playoffs that they were ready to move on for miles sanders and i think miles sanders is either going to be a raven or a dolphin i think those are two teams that really love the run game and i think he would fit very well on either of those two teams
0: yeah um i agree i'm looking at the stats here in the Super Bowl, Miles Sanders had seven carries. That's not yeah. That's and sixteen yards. Seven carries. I'm situation. sorry, I'm sorry, Miles Sanders. You're a, you're a really good running back, but
1: They're there on. there
0: are plenty of guys in the league that can get you that for way less money. In, in I mean, in the biggest game too. I mean, and plus you have Jalen Hurts. So your rushing game, your rushing game is already going to be pretty solid. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, and they scored, they scored thirty-five points without their starting running back having a that great of a game. So I don't think Miles Sanders is as important to the team as a lot of the other free agents that they're gonna have to they're gonna have to pay, in my opinion. So I think the Ravens is a good pick. I think that's a really solid pick. I think him and Lamar Jackson uh, would be a great duo. But I think the Ravens are gonna prioritize wide receiver in the offseason. I really do. So I, I think once again, the team I keep mentioning, I think Miami is, is gonna go out and and, and get him. Either either him or, or Tony Pollard. I think those are my, my favorites for, for Miami. And last but not least, let's talk about the guy who is currently in the dark for the next four days.
1: He he can't see any light. He is in his mind right now, in a mind
0: fuck, sitting in darkness, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Do you think he's tripping balls right now? Oh, for sure. In the darkness.
1: Imagine being two days into sitting in the dark, not seeing fucking anything. Dude, you you start seeing shit. You can't not see How stuff. How long could you go in the darkness? Two days for me. Two days? I think two... Your dad... We were talking to um teased dad today and his dad said he couldn't even make it a day so I feel yeah. like my two days is you definitely very...
0: you definitely gotta have a strong mental like
1: mindset yeah, yeah you
0: gotta have be mentally pretty strong I think I could make it three days I also could be completely talking out of my ass I could, <laughs> I could I could I could see myself not making it 30 minutes but I could also see myself making it three days I'm not sure I think I'm somewhere there in the middle but um what would be the hardest part for you you think trying to find the shitter uh, I don't know, man. Probably like just sitting there and realizing you know,
1: – I watching the Pat McAfee show, I saw he only gets one meal a day, and I feel like time would go – time would be so slow, and you'd just be sitting there being like, when the fuck is my meal? And, like, <laughs> like, when am I getting my fucking dinner? Like, you're just sitting here. I'm
0: curious too. What are they feeding you? Because if yeah. they're feeding you really good food – I bet it helps. Yeah. It helps you last a little bit longer.
1: But if you're just giving you, like, a banana and, like, fucking, like... Fruit? Yeah, like you're a... You're just getting a fruit like a, like a protein bar or something, you're probably like, they're just giving I'm you fucking a, going crazy. They're giving you, you a, an
0: Albertson's, like, fruit assortment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that'd be hilarious.
1: That'd be hilarious, but that... Obviously, you wouldn't have the... Yeah, capability. I wouldn't make it very long if they yeah. were
0: only serving me Albertson's fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta be honest. <laughs> but if you're getting, like, a Michelin star, like, meal cooked for you, yeah. that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, I bet exactly. I can do it. I'd yeah. be, like... I have to stay just so I can get this awesome meal. You know right. what I mean? But yeah. So when Aaron Rodgers
1: comes out of this thing, do you think he will be ready to play for his next team that wants him? And who, I, what team do you think that that's gonna I, be? I
0: do, I do. And this is gonna be a very unoriginal take, but I think he's going to the Jets, man. I think uh, I think they're at quarterback away. Um, I just, like we like we talked about with Vegas, because of the Derek Carr situation and having to pay Josh Jacobs, I don't think they have enough to trade for him. And uh, the Jets have nothing but capital. So I say Jets. I don't see him returning to the Packers. I see either Jets or retirement for Rodgers. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think there's three major options. I think the Raiders, if they can work something out with – some of their first round picks in the future they might be able to pull something off for a rod just to get him back with Devontae. so i'm gonna go i'm i am personally thinking if i had to put money on it i would take the jets but a close second for me is the raiders and then i think it would be retirement i think he's either going to the jets raiders or he's reti- or the jets or the raiders or he's retiring i don't think he's going to like a place like um tennessee where they have no weapons and all they have is derrick henry so me personally i think it's going to be more of like a yeah and plus tennessee's terrible in cap space that was the only other team that was kind of being brought into conversation for aaron Rodgers. yeah
0: uh yeah we both agree on that um and i think we both agree we're not going to a darkness retreat anytime soon yeah no way like yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna last. We're going to the we're going to Peru and taking an ayahuasca before we do a before we do a <laughs> not ayahuasca. <darkest> <laughs> 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 now we sit now we're starting to sound like Aaron Rodgers a little bit.
1: <laughs> All right, well uh, yeah, let's, thank you guys for uh, let's talk a little bit of Oregon
0: sports real fast before we go. Before yeah, before we, we go,
1: yeah. um, we'll talk a little basketball. Oregon men's basketball fell to Washington on Wednesday night which was not fucking good for us. We're not in a right... We're not in a good spot now. We were in Joe Lenardi's first four out, and we were the first team out, and now I don't even want to know where we are. Um, A lot of the season, we were able to blame on injury, but everyone's back now, and we're still very, very mid, in my opinion, and Washington was not that good of a team, and we came out and laid a fat egg in Seattle. Um, That's all I got to really say. I feel like this team doesn't really have like a like a leader like a Peyton Pritchard or a Dylan Brooks in years past that is really just going to like take a hold of the team and lead us to the promise and it just doesn't seem like it this year. Trent.
0: Bro we cannot be losing to Washington. Dana we yeah. cannot be losing to Washington. No way bro. We can't lose to Washington when they have is, Markel Fultz. This bro. isn't this isn't this isn't football you can't be losing to
1: Washington. This is yet.
0: not like it was this is terrible. Yeah. Also, great. some of the lineups were thrown out there. Very, very terrible. questionable. Yeah. yeah. Like, no offense, Nate Biddle, but I think you should be coming off the bench. I you you haven't shown enough as far like as far as a five star goes, you're not very good. And Keelan Ware, other five star, has not
1: been playing very good as, either. So I, I feel like, like there's a lot of potential on the team, and we're just not really getting to that and we can talk about that for the women as well. There's a lot of talent on the women's team but 5-9 and nine in conference play is not going to cut it and that's not going to be an NIT that we're going to be an NIT type team.
0: Absolutely and, and to bring both the men's and the women's team together both teams have talent and the weapons they have Will Richardson on the men's side who is, has, his, has all the talent in the world but just doesn't He's, he's just, just very inconsistent and doesn't search for a shot as often as he should. And on the women's side, we have Tina Pow Pau, who
1: Who's was last alone. year
0: who was exceptional, one freshman in like one of the Pac twelve freshmen of the year, right?
1: Yeah. Or it was And something, now yeah. and
0: now she's 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 all right. I mean she's behind and Rogers, who is the better guard. Rogers clearly. has been
1: carrying our team this yeah. year. Every every game we win it's because of her and Van Sluten's a great Uh, freshman and I think she has a lot of potential but I feel like this team's just full of potential and I think both teams are just full of potential and I think it's going to end NIT for both teams at the moment yeah unless we get really hot both teams get really hot in the Pac-12 tournaments but if win yeah Yeah. we don't have to win but we'd have to play
0: we'd have to win two Uh, or three games I think I think this is an interesting time for for Ducks basketball men's and women's we're kind of in a that's place we haven't been in years. Yeah, we're kind of in a in a in a middle ground where we have we have the talent, but we haven't executed. And and you can see you can see the talent as far as as far as the men's team. We beat Arizona and UCLA. The women the women have
1: some early wins or impressive wins earlier in the season, and since then we just haven't really we haven't been able to put it together. We beat uh we beat an Arkansas team who's ranked. We yeah. we put up a fight against um. We put up a fight against uh Seven Utah. We put up a fight against um, Stanford and that was one of our worst shooting games. Like we put up fights but we're just not we're not getting those wins. Right. We're and not getting the results we need to absolutely. be Absolutely. Uh, the the top talent team.
0: talent's not the problem. Talent's not the problem. I mean, losing 62 to 54 against the third best team in Stanford and and shooting as poorly as we shot, we should have been blown out by 30. Probably as far as like as far as how poorly we shot and only only losing by eight, that that shows how much talent we have to to put up a fight with the third best team in the nation. This is gonna be my last um, last comment when it comes to the Oregon men's
1: and women's basketball team. This just shows you the type of seasons both these teams are having on. January 1st, the women's played USC and won 73-45. February 10th, they played USC, and they lost 56-51. We lost to a team that we beat by 30 a month later. Like, that's just not acceptable. And I feel like both programs and both coaches, Kelly Graves and Dane Altman, they want the best in they realize that these teams are just not it, and I know that they realize that they've seen teams that are peaking at the right time. This is when your spo- these are when our teams are supposed to be going up and getting ready for the tournament, and both programs are going down right at the moment.
0: Right. And, and as you were uh, comparing scores there, for the men's, we played the ninth best team, Arizona saturday january 14th won 87 to 68 we then played arizona a month later just under a month later lost 91 to 76 and gave up 33 points to their big guy
1: yeah it wasn't and then as well as we we won that game against arizona and then like a week later we played stanford who was A bottom feeder in the Pac 12. They are fucking ass. (laughs) And
0: and we lost.
1: And we lost. So, I mean, that's what we're going to say. We're going to leave it at that. Like, we have the potential, and maybe we can, maybe one of our two teams can go on a run and maybe make the tournament and maybe make some noise. But right at the moment, there's
0: not a lot of hope. Maybe to end the podcast and maybe end with some hope, give me your pitch to Bronny to get him to come to Oregon. For those of you who don't know, Bronny is choosing between USC and Oregon. And Ohio final State, two, yeah. yeah, final three: Ohio State, USC, Oregon. Give, Bronny, me, give me, a Bronny pitch. Bronny, you know you want to
1: come to Oregon. We got, we got the Nike, we got the Flash. We, we would chill out for you. You would love your time in Oregon. You could get a mansion up in the hills. I know you would love Oregon. The student, the students would go crazy. I mean, there's not a lot of diversity here, but we're working on it, and I feel like Oregon would just be a great fit for you. I think it's a lot better than a school like USC, who we literally beat like a week ago, and we are not good, so that just shows you how bad USC is, and then Ohio State already has a bunch of guards already committed. I think you would fit perfectly with Dana Altman. You're a 3 and D guy. Dana loves fucking defense, and I think... If you want to improve your stock the most, you should, should come to Oregon. Even though we all know, if when you enter the draft, you're going to be the first pick because it's a it's a package deal. Your dad's going to go wherever you go.
0: That's a great pitch. That's a great pitch. If I'm Bronny, I have to choose. You got to come to
1: Nike. I saw you and Uncle Phil were I'll sitting say, by each absolutely. other. Absolutely.
0: I'll say. I'll say one thing on Bronny, and then we can get out of here. Bronny, <clears throat> did Phil Knight go to USC? No, I don't think so. Hell Did not. Phil Knight go to Ohio State? Absolutely not. Bronny, you come to Oregon. The rest of your life, you are set up with Nike, which you already were. So you already I mean. were, to be fair, but with Nike and with Oregon basketball and all that it stands for. Word and yeah. at Oregon, Oregon basketball has a lot
1: richer history than Ohio State and USC. Let's we won be real. the
0: first. We won the first NCAA basketball nonsense. but we won the fucking first. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Come a. Hey. It's still the Organ Invitational. That's not true. I take that back. That was terrible. Hard pass. It's all right. Terrible take. Terrible take. Anyways,
1: (laughs) thanks for listening, guys.
0: We appreciate you all. And you guys have a great rest of your day. Do you have anything else to add, Triton? No. uh, Stay tuned for episode three dropping on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ted Lasso, quote to end
1: it. um, Be curious, not judgmental. Love all your homies. Show everyone love. We love everyone that either reposted or gave us a shout out about our podcast. We love you all. You guys all have a great day. Be looking for our flyers. We're
0: going to be hanging up flyers around Eugene. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for the love. And as Austin and I always say, everybody love everybody.